0: this is podflix episode 199 i'm willie i'm paul and i'm nish hey guys this is our um second annual holiday edition yeah
1: it's really this is really probably like our like seventh annual holiday edition with a couple of years mixed in between that right i don't know if we consistently did holiday movies at the holiday time before i'll I'll have to shut up i don't know if we did yes we did right or or was that 2020 that we did it no last year we did the hulu movie (laughs) yeah we we did happiest season i just don't know which was that 2020 or 2021 great now we're gonna have to look yeah i'll look Uh, i'll look Fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it might be the second biannual <laughs> edition. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, Happy holiday. season
1: is definitely 2020. <laughs>
0: yeah, ah, son of a bitch. What did we do last year? Uh, did we, just, like,
2: we just skipped it. We, we Did, have... did, we, did uh, we do something holiday themed at all. Well, of are you course looking we, did. we We did. Oh. Um let's see. For the holiday one. Oh, we did Dune. Yeah. It was a great holiday movie. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Merry. Merry Christmas. Phew. Thank happy, goodness. Happy Hanukkah. Uh-huh. Um no, this year we
0: watched Spirited, the brand, brand new movie on Apple TV Plus. What's the name of the service called again? Um, you know, um, we just, um, pulling back the curtain, we recorded a and, um on uh, uh, blah, 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 the, the, the Greatest Beer Run. And I asked you about, we if you watched the preview. And this is one of those movies where I saw the preview and I'm like, that looks fucking great. And... We're going to find out whether it actually was or not. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> All
0: right, Nish, give me, give me the plot, and then, and then we'll talk about it.
1: Sure. So um, Spirited is basically kind of a, a, a play on uh, A Christmas Carol. Um, so uh, in Spirited, um, we kind of see things from the point of view of the ghosts who kind of do sort of the Christmas carol kind of like haunting of like a, you know, a, a mean or, you know, person who doesn't have the Christmas spirit kind of thing. Um, but it's like kind of been made, it, it's sort of a business, so to speak. Um, they like pick one person every year and then they kind of give them the whole Ebenezer Scrooge treatment. And, um, you know, the, the whole thing is headed by Jacob Marley and they're the three ghosts Ghost of Christmas Past, Christmas Present, Christmas uh, Yet To Come. And um, and Will Ferrell plays the ghost of Christmas present, and they decide uh, eventually that this year they're going to haunt um, a uh, basically a, a PR executive uh, named Clint Briggs, played by Ryan Reynolds, um, who is classified as irredeem irredeemable, unredeemable. There we go. Unredeemable, um, someone who basically cannot be made uh, into a better person. Um And will Farrell kind of takes this as sort of a personal challenge for reasons that become apparent later in the film. Um, and they set to work basically trying to kind of haunt him into kind of regretting the life that he has led and uh, and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds kind of turns turns a table somewhat on will Ferrell and and it, you know throughout the uh, film, and it kind of goes from there. and it's a musical. yes, that's right that that was an important thing to note. This is a musical something something which even though i had seen the trailer i had forgotten <laughs> before watching the movie and i was like oh yeah this is a musical i kind of forgot about it too it's a weird musical and, in that like there's there there's large gaps between the music but it, there are large gaps between the music but it is very much a musical in that it's like it's not just like two or three songs or something the way that like some things that are musicals are like there's a lot of songs in this at the
2: same time there are a lot of songs uh, my, my, the problem I always have with movie musicals is the musical numbers often don't advance the plot. And I think in this movie, it's kind of a mixed bag where some of them do and some of them don't. Um, yeah, I would, I would agree with you. So, and, and I, I found, I like that there was a lot of music. I like some of it more than, more than others. And, and I like the conceit that essentially the afterlife is a musical and that's why everything is a musical for them. I thought that was, I thought that was clever
1: yes and they mentioned that in, right in the beginning right up top and i, I very much like that that one guy like they 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 mentioned from the point of view of like new ghosts who were being kind of led in as sort of new recruits and one of them asks why everyone's singing and he's like well, th- more or less and they're like well yeah cuz cuz this is the afterlife the afterlife's a musical and the one guy's like oh man really <laughs> which which i definitely like that reaction i thought it was interesting that the
0: people in the movie like none of them are like there was usually there's like a ringer there's like oh that's the broadway person or that's the person that can actually really
1: really really sing there were no ringers in this movie the, the, the one person who was a ringer didn't really get like chance to be a ringer who's the guy who plays marley is like a broadway guy like i thought you're talking about tracy morgan <laughs> i mean he belts that out if it's really tracy morgan which it's not probably um but uh at at the end it's a computer computer generated tracy morgan i don't know it sounded like tracy morgan until it didn't (laughs) when he actually (laughs) was singing there (laughs) Uh, but yeah he's 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 the one guy who is Hmm. like i because i looked him up because like who is this guy and then it was like oh he's like a broadway veteran uh there you go yeah okay but but he's like he doesn't have some like big song where it's like oh yeah there he goes or anything like that he just kind of does sort of supporting stuff the whole time
0: um, a statement. I'm a Ryan Reynolds guy. I like Ryan Reynolds. He's the same thing in every movie, and I like that movie. He's he's the Counting Crows. Um, <laughs> we've talked about this before. Yes. Um, and I and I generally like almost everything Will Ferrell's in, and he's got I think pretty good range. Um, what do you guys think of the the, the two leads here? Right. What, what what do we think of the leads and how they interplayed with each other?
2: I think that they definitely are two people that really like each other. That is very clear watching the movie. Like they have really good chemistry, um, and they work well together. Um, I liked Will Ferrell in the role. Um, and I liked, I agree with you, Willie, that Ryan Reynolds is always the same person. Um, and you either find that person charming or you don't. And I do, um, the problem I have with Ryan Reynolds is I have a hard time believing him as a the the starting unredeemable, like just like terrible person um, that he's supposed to start out as because it's like, oh, well, he's like a snarky dude with a heart of gold because he's Ryan Reynolds. Like that's the kind of guy he is.
1: Uh, what do you think, Nish? Um, I think I would agree with a lot of what Paul said. So like I I guess what I would say is I I I like both of these performers generally. Um and I agree I think they had really good chemistry. My the scenes where it's like really the two of them and they start kind of delving into um you know like they really start delving into like kind of Will Farrell's issues. Um like those are some of my favorite parts of the uh you know of of the movie. Um, I get what Paul's saying about Ryan Reynolds though. Like if there's something, I think it's a little hard to like have someone really come across as like, like we, we see, all right. I mean, we're obviously spoiling this movie. So, you, you know, um, Will Ferrell turns out to be Ebenezer Scrooge and you get to see him as old school Ebenezer Scrooge in, in some of the scenes and you see him and it's like, well, that's an unredeemable motherfucker. Right. Um, Will you know Ryan Reynolds? Like, I guess you can be a different kind of unredeemable and not be like a crotchety old man. But like, there is he's like
0: prag. He's like pragmatically unredeemable, right?
1: And and certainly the stuff he says and like the things, the actions he takes support the idea that he's unredeemable. Like like early on, like the things that he's doing, it's like, yeah, that's that's fucked up. Like that's messed up. Like that's really mean. But like, there is this charm behind him, obviously, because he's Ryan fucking Reynolds. That does make it a little hard to be like it's like but is he really unredeemable i mean look at him it's ryan reynolds like he's you know and what's the name of the song that they sing good day good afternoon good afternoon good, good afternoon yeah. i fucking good. love that song i the, like, like that song yeah, yeah yeah exactly that was the one song that really stuck with me and they, and they knew it right like it's like that is the the showstopper song and yeah and the because that's the stayed. one that
0: like your kids will watch and just like be like Good afternoon dad. Right. <laughs> right. And, and and the conceit
1: of it's very funny. Like I I do like the it's like good afternoon was a sick burn in the 1800s. <laughs>
0: um I didn't like the t- the interplay between the two of them. Um Wow. Wow, really. Yeah, um I think they're both like uh phenomenally funny people and I didn't really think they they jived like No <sighs> I was expecting more like laugh, laugh out loud type of moments with the two of them because they're both really quick and really witty and really hysterical and they were missing the snappiness and the dialogue back and forth. And maybe it was a byproduct of the um, you know, the fact that it was a musical and we had to like have these long musical interludes in between. But there was really – Ryan Reynolds wasn't funny in this movie and I didn't think Will Ferrell was particularly funny. There were funny parts about the movie, but I didn't think either one of them were funny nor were they funny together playing off each other
1: i mean i will agree in that like i i don't think there were like laugh out loud stuff going on with either of them i i think it was i disappointed look at the two of them right they you should be right, right 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 i i do think that was a choice that 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 the film made to some extent like like i don't think it was like a thing where it's like oh they were just like missing something that could have been like i think they chose to make a lot of that like less about them being funny with the exception of the good afternoon stuff um and more about them being like more of them like forging a connection since like that really you know they have all the stuff with octavia spencer and will ferrell too but like the can you know the the heart of the movie so to speak is their connection right as because in the end that's sort of what does redeem ryan reynolds character is his relationship with will ferrell um so they spent a lot of time building that and i think that kind of comes at the expense of like jokes that might have happened at that time Uh,
0: i guess you know like even like he's has like shittier recent movies like the atom project and he's still ryan reynolds has a way of just like kind of being himself and being snarky and sarcastic and funny and he should like his character straight up is very jaded and jilted there was like nothing but opportunity for them to to have some like quick zingers in there and i I thought it was lacking and my hypothesis is that um it's just a kids movie and they didn't they didn't want to have any any of the the very common Ryan reynolds maybe a little off-color type of humor
1: sure they couldn't go too off-color there it's not it's kids in that like i don't think there's any like bad bad words but it's not like little kids like there's enough like bastards and bitches and things like that thrown in there
2: and that, also like, it's you not have to know kids. a Christmas carol to appreciate this movie. Like you, you absolutely can't. do. I, you,
1: I thought yeah. about that because I was like, would I want to watch this with my kids? And then I was like, but they won't get most of this if they don't know the Ebenezer Scrooge story. Like it, yeah, exactly. it relies fairly heavily. Like the whole conceit. Like you have to understand that it's like, oh, they oh, they're 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 laying off of like a Christmas carol and the idea that they do this every year and like set it up with a different person. Like you have to get that whole thing in the beginning.
0: My kids were bored. They walked they walked away three different times. Interesting.
1: It was long.
2: It felt it was, and, it it was, and it felt
1: long. It did feel long. I was surprised when I saw the runtime before I said it was like it's over two hours. And it was like, wow, really? Over two hours. It's like, come
2: on, this is a Christmas movie. You gotta be in and out in like 94 minutes. You know? I agree.
1: Yeah. Like like home alone. Yeah, and, and and I think there was like probably one too many of the um like there are various times midway through where it's like, like they, they go to the, like Will Ferrell tries to like show him like something. And then like Ryan Reynolds, like interrupts him and asks some questions about his own personal life. They go to that. Well, like a couple too many times. Like, I feel like they could have squished one or two, of the, like two of those into like one scene um, and, and cut a little bit of time. Like it definitely felt like when that was going, it's like, all right, like I get where this is heading, especially once they get to the part where you find out that he's Scrooge, like they still go further than that. Cause they have to get to the thing where it's like the realization that it's like, well, what you actually want is like a normal life and you want to be alive again. And it's like, yeah, but we kind of know this already. And I know that like Ryan Reynolds needs to maybe figure it out, but like, can we do that a little faster? Maybe.
2: Yeah. I, I agree with that. It was what, um, big redundant parts.
0: I want to ask you guys about, um, just the music as a whole. I mean, we just kind of, we, we we tap we tiptoed into what our favorite stuff was. We'll take it the other way around. Like what what who whose music didn't resonate with you? Like what what was not so great? You go. What was there any that you thought was not so great? I'll start with Paul
2: um it's a good question like if i if i think about the if i think about the music from this movie i think of two songs i think of the good afternoon song and i actually think of the song at the end that was cut for time that they play over the credits which is actually a really good song too um and the the, the cut song the ripple the ripple song the ripple song yeah totally agree those are the two songs i think of too uh, and i and i think a lot of the other ones were pretty mediocre like octavia spencer's little view from here theme was fine um luckily it was mostly pretty short it, it it wasn't too long um some of like some of the other stuff though i don't i don't know it it didn't it was forgettable let's put it that way it it was it was so samey
1: that's yeah. that like they all they all felt like they might as well have been the same song to me like it it was it was very like just kind of like okay we're just like imitating like i and i know i i looked this up afterwards because like who did these songs and it's like there's some broadway you know songwriters who do some broadway stuff and it just felt it felt very phoned in from that perspective like it felt like it's like yeah this is just like quote-unquote like generic broadway-ish song
0: do you guys think this movie is um or do we know if this movie's become popular? Are people, you know, families kind of clamoring to see it? And like, I don't know. Like, we all watched it and I was going to watch it regardless of PodFlix. I think I, I probably recommended it because I was like, oh, let's do a holiday movie or whatever. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this with my kids. Without a doubt, I'm going to watch this movie. I have a feeling this is one of those movies that's highly
1: watched and nobody really likes it. Right. I, I have no idea if it's popular or not because it's streaming, right? So, like, I don't know. You know, it's like we don't have numbers really to, to indicate whether a lot of people watch this or not. Um, critically, it kind of was eh to eh, like is is the sense I got like people. It was probably more liked than not liked, but like it's kind of. You know, right on that cusp. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One um, person I was happy to see um, was past Sunita Mani. Um, I always really liked her character in the
1: TV show glow and I haven't really seen her much else. And I was like, oh shit, there she is. Yeah, I liked her. I I, I thought she was good. <clears throat> I was looking up, um, cause I haven't seen glow and I was like, but I've seen her in stuff and I was looking up, um, stuff she was in one thing that I thought it was very interesting that she was in that I did not realize she was in. Um, and it's a very small role, but in everything, everywhere, all at once, she is, in that little like that that little thing she's watching sometimes where it's like the indian world uh, like yeah. the guy like singing to each other she's the indian girl in those little scenes how which is really how, how random movie in a movie <laughs> yeah exactly and then she gets to be the have her hot dog fingers and the later on in that same That's thing That's
0: right I've always wanted to do a podflix episode where we do movie in a movie in a movie Ooh. so like you you review the movie that like that they're watching in one and then and then Paul review the movie they're watching in that movie and I'll review the movie that they're watching in that movie.
2: We've never found a triple right loop. on down the rabbit we've never found a we, movie we've turned never dark found, we've never
1: <laughs> where, where where they're all real movies that we can review. Right. right like yeah, that's exactly. that's the important part. Yeah. Like it can't be some fake thing they're watching where it's like, yeah. well what am I reviewing?
0: I'm going to give you the three to get you no good. That's what I was going to say. It's like
1: reviewing angels with dirty faces or whatever
2: it is. (laughs) Uh, Um, I didn't recognize her, but I did like her uh, character and I liked her performance. And I actually really liked the little plot point of like, she just thinks Ryan Reynolds' character is really hot, shows up, sleeps with him, and is just like, yeah, it's awkward now. Can you take over? And like, I don't know, something... They they played it down enough that I thought it was that I thought that made it really funny.
1: Yeah, I agree, and 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 it sets up obviously just like Will Ferrell being like completely out of his element, and like the whole the whole thing seeming very like kind of like like he keeps having to like you know do like the stage directions to like all right bring up this memory like do that no go back here, and all that which you know which which was a good kind of way to introduce like Ryan Reynolds like not being as freaked out.
2: I did like the fact that every time they did a transition like that like Ryan Reynolds just was like not on board like he was like holy shit what's happening like oh my god I'm being flung like all over the place. Um and I and, it, and I and I like that cuz it kind of threw the power balance back to Will Ferrell's side when he would like literally like knock him on his ass to change scenes or something like that. I I, I like that a little thing they kept doing there
0: You yeah, know, i feel like he's been a pr person <laughs> in other movies before i'm sure he's he smoking aces what's the fucking movie about like it's basically a movie of how i met your mother um oh is it definitely maybe um definitely maybe, uh, maybe yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah 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 uh, yeah yeah that is the one and he's a political consultant in that one oh, there you go. yeah the one the one with him and isla fisher and rachel vice the whole time like i thought
0: he was kind of playing like an evil tony robbins if you will like he has the <laughs> way he has a way to like motivate people and inspire people and that's it was they kind of were, were either of you remotely surprised by the ending i felt like it was telegraphed from like the first second i was like
2: oh obviously he's gonna take Wolf ferrell's spot no no surprise whatsoever yeah yeah i, I like I figured that out, and I figured out the ebony that Will Ferrell is Ebenezer Screws pretty early, and like they, I don't they, say that they to telegraph brag. That a decent yeah, amount like, too, yeah. If I figure that out, it's pretty fucking obvious because I never figure <laughs> that shit out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else come to mind? You guys want to talk about? Honestly, right? It's was this funny or not? Did we like the music or not? How do we feel about the characters? Like, I don't know what more to pick apart in this movie. I mean, I, I do want to ask with the preface before we slap grades on, um, a couple of things. One, if you had anything else to talk about and two, in general, are you a holiday movie peeps? Like, do you, do you, do you seek them out and do you tend to like them more often than the common bear? And then knowing that, like, I know Paul likes musicals as a whole, so that that could color some grades here.
2: Yeah, it could. I mean, I think for me, this is probably not going to make it into the regular holiday rotation. Um, Ooh, that's a good way to
0: rate it. Yeah, does it make it into the rotation? Yeah,
2: I, yeah. Don't, I don't think it does. Like, it's it's too long, and there's the musical numbers. Like Nish said, too samey. They don't stand out. Like, it, there's it's disappointing because I think there's a really good movie in here. If they kept cutting a little bit more, had a little bit more fun. Um, I I, I agree. I think there's something really snappy and fun in here, and I, I feel like a broken record, but like. Man, movies are just too long these days.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, like, and and yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with everything you said, Paul. And I I think like it definitely is a thing where like you can feel that, like you said, it feels like over two hours, and there are definitely scenes or like the way the story is going where it just feels kind of messy, for lack of a better way to say it. I feel like um there is there are other movies that we've talked about where we've kind of compared it to like we've talked about like bad pacing other movies we've reviewed and we've talked about like I, I think we've likened it at those times to like a judd apatow movie where it's like it's just kind of like you know it's like it just kind of lets people riff and sometimes it just goes on too long and this didn't have the feeling of people just riffing all that much but there, there were definitely parts where it was just like yeah i feel like there are maybe a couple too many lines in this scene that like just didn't need to be there and it felt like there were five or six scenes where that felt like the case Um well you kind of know how the story's
0: going to go right we have to get to the ghosts of christmas future it took a long fucking
1: time to get that
2: long time and
0: then it just wrapped and then it just wrapped up right right wrapped up very quickly
1: yeah and 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 i feel like it's fine like considering it's supposed to be a holiday movie i think it is fine that it was predictable in terms of like yeah like it's gonna i mean plenty of holiday movies are predictable and you know what's gonna happen in the end you know where we're going to end up but like i i do feel like like you said like the fact that like it took so long to get there considering how predictable it was is not great. You know, I, I think that that is a major issue. And then as we've already said, if you're going to have a musical and most of the numbers are not memorable, like that is a big issue. Um, I, you know, I I would definitely watch if for some reason I had to, it's like, I would definitely watch the entire like old Ebenezer Scrooge good afternoon sequence again. Cause I thought, Kind of from start to finish, that is fun. It, it, it oh, feels I fun. One, I yeah. had
0: one other thing to pick apart here, which is um, there were moments where they really whiffed on um, Ryan Reynolds' relationship with his sister. Like they really, really whiffed with that. There was a couple times where it was like this should have gotten to him, and like he's just being like a cocky dick bag when it just like it, it should have. Like that's how they could have moved it along
1: quicker. It, it, so so what do you mean exactly like
0: we could have gotten we could have probably cut three songs if the first maybe the first two times after seeing his sister it like he he fucking had his moment and we moved on yeah, yeah. instead okay. like we had to go back to that fucking hospital scene god knows how many times like really sl- had to sledgehammer it's very clear how important his sister is to him and we really had to sledgehammer that home with probably like three or four
1: too many extra scenes I, um, I feel like, like, I'm trying to remember now, which is kind of funny because I just watched this today, but I'm trying to remember, like, what are the parts that, like, you really put that off, huh? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I put it off because we, because we kept putting it off. You really didn't want to watch this movie. (laughs) I just, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that I didn't want to. I mean, I was fine once I watched it, even though, like, I know we're not, like, saying, you know, it wasn't like it didn't feel like the worst thing in the world to watch this. Um. (laughs) But honestly, like, I I think probably the part that made me laugh that I can think of, because we were talking about jokes, is like, and, you know, the character laughs as well, is like, I do like, and it becomes a major plot point, I do like the reveal that he, that Scrooge lived three and a half weeks after Oh, yeah, that was good. Like, the idea, it's like, for the rest of my life, and it's like, it's like, three and a half weeks, and then, like, the whole part that comes from that is pretty good, where it's like, what did you die of, and it's like... Honestly, he's like he's like the leading cause of death back in those days was January, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like which is a pretty good line. <laughs>
0: like, I feel like um, I I've obviously didn't stay for the credits. I don't know if either of you, either of you guys
1: caught the post credit scene. Um, I did. I, I I thought about it. <laughs>
2: wait, was there <laughs>
0: something worth.
1: after the number? The it, it's number? not worth. It's not worth going over.
0: Generally, those types of movies they should just have a shitload of hilarious outtakes and I don't think they really it seems like they didn't uh, quite the opposite they didn't let uh, the characters riff at all in this movie which would have led to some funnier things because you have some pretty funny people in this movie
2: yeah yeah. I, I said out group. loud to my wife like oh I, this feels like a movie where we're gonna get bloopers at the end of and I mean we got a really good song so I'll take it but yeah. no bloops
1: yeah it, it, it took me a second to realize because I was like, wait, like, didn't why is this in black and white? And didn't we already see this? Like, didn't he already sing during this part? But then I remembered it's like, oh, right. This is the song where it's like they cut him off. He cuts him off and doesn't let him sing this song. And then it's like, oh, we're going to hear this song. And uh, yeah, like, like you said, it was like, well, this is a good song. Like, Why didn't, why didn't we hear this song <laughs> right. during the whole thing? Oh, is that the post credit yeah yeah the, the one that they sing over the credits where it's like he's and it's all in black and white but it's like that same scene right. where he's saying that right, right, where right. it's like but they go like ripple ripple over and over again right. yeah it's it's a song i remember which is like more than i can say for almost every other song in here
0: uh all right let's 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 put a bow on this christmas gift if you will uh and put some grades on this i will start with Polly
2: uh yeah like i said not gonna make it into the rotation um uh and we've already talked about enough um it's 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 a two for me
1: okay two for me also it's not like it's not horrible like you know there's a certain level of craftsmanship that like it couldn't go too far down and it's not objectionable per se and like like i said like I like Will Farrell and Brian Reynolds and mostly everything they do, and they're you know, they're pretty likable mm-hmm. performers, so there's that. But like, yeah, everything else we said, it's just like and and like you guys said, it's like there was um there was quite a better movie in here if if they had cut a fair amount and if the songs were more memorable, especially. Um, you know, the the, the conceit is kind of neat. I, I, I like the idea, but not executed particularly well.
0: I'm in line with you guys. It's two for me as well. And it's not going to hit the rotation. If it's on, I'm not going to turn it off. I'll we'll just wait for the one I'll wait for the one song. Agreed. I'm definitely not going to seek it out. Uh what was one other thing that was like slightly surprising is um this is gonna sound very dicky because like there's no reason for it, for me to have this expectation other than a while back, before The Mass Singer was on in the US, there was a Maybe Korean version of it. Where are we going and, with this? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds was the, the one of the celebrity guests on it, and he was a great singer on it. And I thought, all right, well, we're gonna get see Ryan Reynolds sing. But he wasn't that good. Yeah, like he was better on the mass singer than he was in this in the recording booth of this show. Yeah, uh, I mean, he show, was. Maybe, yeah, he whatever. was. He was fine. He was fine. But he wasn't right, great. Right. You know. Right. Every, everybody was kind of fine. Right. So uh yeah two
1: and that is that
2: i feel Uh, feel like they
1: spent a lot of money on this movie i'm trying to find the budget but like um will ferrell and and ryan reynolds both took home 20 million dollars holy fuck i know christ i know
2: they spent a 100 million dollars making this movie uh the budget yeah 100 million bucks
1: yeah, that seems kind of crazy, doesn't subscribers. it? Subscribers, yeah, yeah, that does seem kind of. Oh, by the way, since it was the name I picked for this, uh, this thing, that Judy Dench cameo is one of the most out of nowhere cameos I can recall seeing. It was. <laughs> and 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 uh, given how out of out of nowhere it was, I appreciate that they actually stopped the song and like, and Ryan Reynolds is like, wait, wait, is is that actually Judy Dench? <laughs> yeah because that's very much what i was thinking i was like is that Uh actually judy dench or just someone who looks a lot like her
2: i said the same thing when we watched wakanda forever right paul was that judy dench (laughs) yeah at that that time it wasn't judy dench thank you
0: (laughs) spoiler (laughs) alert (laughs) (laughs) uh this. do we happen to get any emails i you know i meant to ask you beforehand if you wanted to like preload some emails
1: and talk about um talk about anything after the review oh that's fair yeah we always get some emails you know um do yeah and that's great and usually we talk about one of those emails uh during the show we didn't last week but um or last episode that we did um yeah sure (laughs) i have one last week yeah could have
0: been six months right, right. exactly <laughs>
1: in episode 198 we did not do one there you go um yeah we got uh we got an email from ellen and uh ellen said you know i oh she's been a listener for like 20 years yeah <laughs> this is not ellen degeneres just so you know no. yeah yeah she okay. has been, ellen degeneres has listened to our show for 20 years and we would okay. like to ask her to stop please um but no, this is I assume a different Ellen. I do not know. I c- this could be Ellen DeGeneres, to be fair. Could be. Um anyway, whoever this Ellen is, um she was um th- this is in reference to uh our Fletch episode, I think. And no, you know, sure. she said I was surprised that none of you guys had seen either of the Fletch movies. Um, you know, the the from the 80s, as those were some of my favorite movies, especially the first one, Fletch, uh, coming out. I'm curious to know what your favorite 80s comedies are that are like that are not the big comedies of the of the yeah. year, like Back to the Future, for instance. There definitely was- were a lot of like that tier of comedies in the 80s, like the ones that it's like, yeah, if you grew up, you know, these but uh, the ones
0: that come to mind right away are a lot of John Candy shit. Sure. Which I don't know if they were the big ones, but I
1: always loved the great outdoors when I, I was a kid. I knew you were going to say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. The ball headed bear just got me every time, especially like the steak eating contest. and, when you, and always I had a poster in my room from planes, trains, and automobiles. I always liked that one.
1: I definitely think that great outdoors fits snugly into exactly that. This tier that she's talking about. I don't know if it was that famous.
0: I always liked um and I liked some of those other ones that were like close to like probably Brat Packish, like One Crazy Summer, which I'm sure I did on the show forever ago.
1: Yeah, I think you did it in episode one, I believe. Yeah, off this show, years and Oops. years ago. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean,
2: I like terrible movies in the 80s. Like, I liked all the Police Academy movies. Nice. Um, oh, yeah. The fucking voice guy. Yeah. He was wild.
1: Michael Winslow. Yeah. What was your what was your favorite Police Academy movie, Paul?
2: Oh, Jesus. I can't even remember anything about any of them, to be yeah. honest with you.
1: Uh, that's fair. Mine is three. I, th- I think three is the one that I've seen the most. Wh- which one is three? I think three is the one. Maybe I'm getting this wrong. Three, I thought is the one where like all the, all the new recruits are like police officers for the first time. Like, uh, like sweet Chuck and like, and Zed and like uh, the, I can't remember what his name is. The, the, the Japanese guy, like all of them are like, is it, is it back in training? Is that what it is? I, yeah. I, I mean, remember. that's what the
2: third one's called. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So, so it's the one where they're all being trained to be police officers. That's Jesus. yeah, that's the one I think I've seen by far the most. Did I tell you, you much about that? it? No, I could not.
2: God bless you for remembering that shit. Yeah. The well, other movies I watched a lot were the were the like the airplane movies. Watch those too. Oh, yeah. Death.
0: Do those count as um secondary? I feel like those were big comedies at the, like there's yeah, maybe there's ones look. that were like I mean you think of like that, um 48 hours with Eddie Murphy
1: um yeah i think Caddysh- caddyshack like those were all like huge right and and i think 48 hours is in a bit of a different category because it's a little harder edged than a lot of these other ones caddyshack yeah. probably works but like you said i think caddyshack is too big to fit on this yeah. um like Go- ghostbusters right yeah ghostbusters exactly ghostbusters is too big like ghostbusters is like the ones that everybody knows um yeah for me i would say a couple that I think of, um, I don't remember much of it now, but I remember liking spies like us when I was, oh, uh, yeah, when I was a kid. Totally, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So that's, that, that's definitely one. Um, and there was another one I had in my head, I guess another one that maybe fits into this category would be real genius. That's that. Yeah, that's like another one. I always, I was like, yeah, young, young Val Kilmer was great. There was a lot of like
0: Steve Martin shit. I love back then too. Sure. Um, uh, the Man with Two Brains. Yeah, absolutely. I was super into that one. And then I feel like there was some like Martin. There's one with like Martin Short and Nick Nolte
1: and Danny Glover. What the fuck was that movie called? Interesting. What is that? What What happens in it? We got to figure this out.
0: Oh, I don't even remember. I just remember seeing that movie multiple times. I know, right?
1: Something with Martin Short and Danny Glover. Huh?
2: They, they still have the ability to search IMDb for people that have been stuffed together
1: yes but it's like not the easiest thing to find i've Mm. tried to do it occasionally and it's like where am i going Uh, to find this it's such a useful search and definitely really hide it away there it is three fugitives three
0: it was
2: three fugitives
0: but i I don't think danny glover danny glover was not in this movie it was james earl jones way off it was yeah, Nick. Nick Nolte Nolte and Martin, Martin Short. Short. I there was a moment that I got into some, <clears throat> some Martin Short shit. I yeah. love the movie Inner
1: Space too.
2: Sure. Oh, uh, I loved Inner Space. Yeah, yeah. Inner Space is good. That's a good know, one. Not a, I don't think is that a comedy? That's like a family movie, right?
1: Yeah. And you know, it's got obviously the weird kind of the sci-fi element to it, kind of. Um does would you say, speaking of Martin Short, would you say that the three amigos is like too big to fit yeah, in this. Yeah. It was really big at the time, and I, and I feel like it's faded a little, right? Like, like I don't feel like it gets talked about the way that, like, well, maybe it never was as big as Ghostbusters, but, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel like Those I... Those three were, like, three of the oh, biggest no, no. I, names I, in comedy at the time. Absolutely. See that one. Absolutely. Yeah. And I and I, remember, I just don't think it was that good, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's fair. I think, yeah, that's probably some of what it is. All right. We got we 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 went down memory lane, with a bunch of these old '80s comedies. I'm thinking of more now in my head. Monster Squad. We didn't say anything about Monster Squad.
0: Oh, <laughs> gotta kick kick Wolfman and the Nards. Yeah. Wolfman doesn't have Nards. Exactly. Uh, the movie that I tried to watch recently that I loved as a kid was um the Howie Mandel movie Little Monsters. Yeah, the movie's fucking terrible.
1: <laughs> oh, I would imagine it is terrible. Um a movie that i saw a lot when i was a kid um did you guys ever see do you do you remember the movie transylvania six five thousand no yeah yeah exactly like this is one of these movies that it's like i saw a bunch as a kid because a friend of mine had it on tape and so i would watch it and then it's like i don't know if anybody knows so this movie um it is Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, exactly. This is the movie I knew Jeff Goldblum from. Like like Oh, I remember this box cover. Yeah. Yeah, it was the video store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like this um it's Jeff Goldblum and Ed Begley Jr. and they're like t- they're reporters who go to Transylvania um and they like meet like real monsters there. Um Yeah. yeah it's Davis weird. Is yeah, this is in Gina Davis is in it cuz this is back when Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum were a thing and they were like I always know. in movies together. Um, uh-huh. yeah. And like Michael Richards is in it, which I'm sure I did not know at the time. Like, I'm, I don't know. How would I know who Michael Richards was? Um, right. but yeah, like it, it, it's, I, I can't remember anything more about it other than the plot. And like the fact, like, I very much remember that, like probably much later, I'm trying to remember when, like, did I know Jeff Goldblum and anything else before between this and Jurassic Park? Probably not. And this came out in 1985. I'm sure I did not watch it in 1985. It was probably more like Damn. 1988.
0: The artwork, the cover artwork, I definitely remember this um because it was raised at the on the box. Um hmm. so fucking weird because if you look at it, Ed Bagley Jr. looks like Robert Redford. Totally. He totally looks like <laughs> Robert Redford in, yeah, in, 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 uh, on the on the cover art. Jeff Goldblum looks like nineteen eighties Michael Jackson.
1: <laughs> he
2: does. <laughs> <laughs> or a little bit like Prince, too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. It's such weird art. I was just having this conversation today. This is, we're getting off the rails. I was just having this conversation today about, you know, um, video stores and how my dad owned a video store. And back then, you know, there, there was no IMDb. So video store owners would, of course, they would get the big movies, right? They would get the ones with the stars. And um, the economics of it were wild back then, because if you wanted like Braveheart, when it for the first month it came out, the studio would charge you, if you're going to, the distributors rather, if you're going to order it, it was like three or $400 for one, one, um, tape of Braveheart. Bad example. Cause it's a double, double, set, <laughs> if you will. but, um, you know, the natural comes out, you spend three or $400 for the natural and you just have to rent the shit out of that thing for the first month to break even. But the way video stores really made their money back then was fucking Snickers and popcorn and shit, as well as um, the B movies, because all the B movies they would get for like 15 bucks. And then any that thing rented five times the sixth and seventh and eighth time um, they were they were in the green on that thing. So. A lot of times when my dad owned the video store, he would buy tapes and movies based on like, did the box cover look cool? And was the write-up cool? Because you would, like, you didn't know. There was no like reviews or online system. So you'd walk into a video store and be like, well, that kind of looks like Robert Redford and Michael Jackson. Let's, let's take that one home, you know? I feel like the, the cover art was much more thought out and planned to try and get people to rent your shitty fucking movie yeah yeah this
1: was like this was your chance that's right last chance nobody saw it in the theaters (laughs) right right exactly and it's like it's weird to remember how many people probably myself included would just like go to video stores and just wander around and be like Mm -hmm. like let me just look for something i've never heard of and like read the box right and just decide to like you know to rent that like it feels bizarre to do that Not only that, it's like back then, it was
0: probably because um, the the supply was what you had. right? You didn't have an endless supply. So like, even if it was a shitty movie, I don't fucking watch a thing because I paid for it. Like I watched the whole shitty movie.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we never turned anything off. No. We watched everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Didn't abandon ship ever. No,
2: never. Have you guys, what was the last?
0: Um, for me it's never happened but uh, have you guys ever or what was the last movie you ever you walked out of in the theater i've never walked out
2: i've never walked well i i got scared as a little kid and had to be and asked to be taken out of the last starfighter but other than that i've never yeah yeah i've never left the movie
0: oh i i did run out in the middle i did run out in the middle of sunshine but it's because i had (laughs) i had I, i had a panic attack from
2: smoking too much weed before (laughs) i fucking stayed in the movie and watched the rest of the movie yeah Yeah, i mean that is not that
1: would not be a fun movie to watch if you smoke too much weed especially once you get to that third act
0: (laughs) that's what i learned i don't really like weed
2: Yeah. (laughs) yeah no definitely definitely never walked out of a movie do you remember the last movie like watching at home that you bailed on
0: no probably there's i mean there's probably been a number of things that i've started in the last all i have to do is pull up my netflix queue and be like
2: yep bailed on that one because i I don't normally do that either but i did bail on the first enola holmes movie Mm. Oh, it's just i was gonna ask you you if you wanted to watch the second one i was gonna say are you gonna watch enola holmes 2 paul (laughs) The thing is, like, it wasn't it wasn't like terrible and it wasn't that great. It was just kind of like meh. And I was like, I don't I don't need to spend another hour finishing this movie. Yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, that's the thing about watching at home nowadays, right, where it's like you like generally most of the time you're not paying to watch these things beyond your subscription that you've already paid for. um because if you're paying for it it's something that it's like okay i'm you know we're watching it for the show or it's like some really good thing that you know you're gonna at least see through to the end even if you end up not liking it it's something fairly anticipated and there's just so many options now you know it's like we had the options now that we had back when we were kids like we wouldn't we would have bailed on stuff because it would have been like well why why do we want to spend time doing this when we could be watching something else there just was so much shitty movies back then yeah Absolutely, exactly. Many, many more, like, yeah, we have better options nowadays too, just because there's so many more types of movies that come out.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, well, that was a good chat. Thanks for the email, Ellen. Yes, DeGeneres.
2: Thank, thank, thank Degener- <laughs> uh
1: What is, so besides Ellen DeGeneres, what is the first Ellen you think of? Is there one? Ripley. Is, is, it, it, no. is there another? Yeah, that was that was my do. That's the only other Ellen I could think of. A fictional and character. Then, uh, Ellen,
0: Ellen Morgan, nice.
1: <laughs> that's that's how the British say it. A Cockney person. Ellen <laughs> Morgan, have a spot of tea and then go to Ellen Morgan. <laughs> that's
2: right. I think one of the one of the main characters on um, For All Mankind is named Ellen. That's probably the only other one I can even think of. Again, fictional go. character, but
1: yep, yep. I feel, I feel like, like the, this. Um, that... Ed's wife
2: uh wait no it's the, pre- the, the 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 secret lesbian oh okay yeah the president yeah
1: all right when i when i typed ellen into wikipedia two two ellens that came up that i guess we could have thought of potentially who are real ellens are um ellen pompeo sure i kind of forgot her first name was ellen and ellen burston oh uh, nope. yeah yeah but you know again not that many Ellens out there. No. Yeah. And we got emailed by one. Thank you very much. Again. You might, you, you might not be or Or Pompeo. Pompeo. Or Ellen Burstyn. Yeah. Or just right. another, a different Ellen. Man. Morgan. <laughs> we we tell people to email us, and then we're like, we'll read your email, and we'll talk about it, and then it's like, and we will probably inint- unintentionally make fun of your name for five minutes. We'll <laughs> make <it> fun. <laughs> We're not, but we're, <laughs> we're just we're just riffing on the name. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right. If uh, if you want to email us and have us riff on your name, um, you can do so uh, by emailing us at talktospodflixamphora gmail dot Guess which episode I oh. just listened to?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the amphora episode. Yes,
1: that's right. The one where I promised I would do that from now on. Have not. <laughs> have not done it since
0: eight weeks later here we <laughs> exactly. are
1: exactly uh i also wanted to note, you know, taking it back to um long forgotten things that we used to do i never noted we watched for our last episode the good nurse and not once right. in that i noticed that obviously the movie takes place in a fucking hospital with people who are dying there must have been people peeing the bed left and right in that
2: movie. Oh my
1: god! And I didn't say a thing <laughs> oh, about thank it. Thank God! <laughs> Woo! He brought it back. That's right. <laughs> like a year later, here we are. Thank you for that. They peed the bed, in the good news. <laughs> I'm I am sure, sure of mean, it. That's,
0: that's generally what happens when you pass away, right? You, uh, you, you just like everything releases.
1: Yes, I suppose that is true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um are we gonna even like are we are we even going to talk about where people can tweet at us are we are we are are we going to be on twitter much longer is twitter going to be on twitter much longer all right good no we're definitely not on twitter anymore yeah we
0: have to be on twitter because somebody else will pay to get verified and just be us (laughs) oh no
1: Our reputation will be ruined. (laughs) What if they say
2: something stupid?